Hey gang, this is Tony, co-founder of Nerd Initiative and host of Fandoms. Wanted to give you a quick heads up as to why there is a episode a week early. And that's because we almost went three hours on episode 12. And to try to reduce that length in the future, we are going to do mini episodes of nerd news in between fandoms episodes. That way we're not trying to cover two weeks every time we do a full-fledged episode. So sit back, relax, and let us know how we're doing. And check us out at nerdinitiative.com. No, you're not going crazy. This is Fandom Supplemental Nerd News, starting. Popcorn rice, Want to know some more fun facts? Isn't it awesome to see some of your favorite content creators and favorite people, honestly, follow here on this app? Be a part of this amazing community called The Nerd Initiative. Welcome to Fandoms, a show from every fan's point of view. Brought to you by the Nerd Initiative Network. Here's your hosts, Tony and Michael. Okay, so you got me. It's not an official Fandoms episode. Um, this is something that we're going to start probably calling just Nerd News. But um, just to start off, I figured it was the best way to do it. So, hello, Michael. How are you doing? Tony had a tough time cutting the cord. He's like, it's got to be Fandom Supplemental Nerd News. For oh, yeah. I, like, I love like all the whole ones. And... Yeah, it's like... I didn't listen. I didn't even put the um. I didn't put like um season point five episode. You know whatever. It's the mid season. It's, 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 it's fandoms episode, episode. twelve point five. <laughs> um, but no, yes. So we we discovered last week that fandoms is starting to get a little bit long. Not just because of the commentary that we have after, because if you really consider it, that commentary after was not as long as it normally is. It was the nerd news. And we are, we, we toyed a, a back and forth a little bit about some things. And the best way to do it is to kind of break off two weeks worth of news into one week. And so um, on the weeks that fandoms doesn't officially run, we're going to do a Saturday supplemental or a Saturday new nerd news. See, I'm still wanting to call it supplemental, a nerd news episode to get you caught up. You love yeah. the word. Supplemental. I love. I don't know what it is. Like, hey, listen. I almost took a bottle with pills coming out, like like herbal supplements, like for the logo. Like, listen. You, you, I don't know what it is. I've been tired. You, you and I've the logos and the graphics and the naming. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. What happens? You get you get an Adobe Creative Cloud uh, subscription, and you go you go crazy. Um, okay, so um, we are going to cover some nerd news, uh, and then at the end, we've also got uh, Michael giving us some. Um, um, some streaming show recommendations or streaming recommendations. Um, we're, we might add a lot to, you know, what's going to end up happening is we're going to do this to, to minimize the volume of time that we take on the official fandoms episode. Then we're going to chalk this one full up and it's going to create another show. So at some point our faces will be on. We promise not time. to do three hours of nerd news though. We do not promise. We do not. We, we, we make no promises. I, I promise. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump right into it so that we're, you know, we're possibly delivering on that. Um, so so let's go ahead and touch on Nerd News of the Week. And uh, Michael, you want to go ahead and kick us off first with this? Yes. Um, well, I think we'll let you kick us off because okay. <laughs> I was not privy to certain notes. So <laughs> okay. Having the... Yeah, I was I was looking to see if I got those notes in. I did not, and I am okay. not aware of what this is. So this is interesting. 
Oh, <laughs> Michael's not doing his homework. All right. So anyway, what what what's happening here? Uh, uh, Disney Parks actually just announced that with a really interesting way of doing it. They had a, like a, a person in a you know in a blue dress suit and the red the red hat um, pulling up a Rogers musical. Uh, pamphlet as she was walking toward the Hyperion Theater at Disney California Adventure. And um, Disney is actually going to have, for a limited time during the summer, a Rogers the Musical. It's a one-act musical um, of Rogers the Musical uh, at the Hyperion Theater, which, let me let me just say this. I, I did a video of this on TikTok last night. Do you get the humor, the humor behind them putting this at, at a theater named Hyperion? Like, I thought this was funny. Like, I just, like, anything Marvel-related at a Hyperion theater, and and you're probably sitting in the audience going, what is he talking about? But Hyperion is a character in Marvel, and, like, I'm, like, I'm like sitting there, and this is what happens in my Marvel brain. I'm, like, are they teasing, are they teasing, hi-? like, never mind. It's, it's, I think it's too meta. You got, yeah, um, you got very, very into this and and i will say uh to piggyback on that um i am now doing my homework so i i will be able to pick up the next segment which is good so um, <laughs> there's my my drop in on this but i mean this is interesting this is cool uh i mean they're really milking this uh <laughs> for all it's worth kevin feige and his uh clearly his response to fans um because this is what he wanted all and this is his dream was mm-hmm. To make a musical that's that's what he said at d23 so um he's gonna take this as far as it'll go yeah i think i think it was pretty smart for them to announce it this way because if you really think about it they teased it in 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 hawkeye and they we also saw the billboards um in spider-man no way home and then they got a really good response that way and as cheesy as it is it worked and then like you said they also had this done live at d23 and i believe you saw this Wow. I saw it. So he, how, how do, how do I word this? Because it's, I, I, we're not, we're, we're a family program, so we're not going to curse. Cause I was going to say this to me is Kevin Feige's big F you to the people that complained about the post-credit scene at the end of, of Hawkeye season one. Mm-hmm. Um, and he made it very clear because at D23, he went in this long explanation of saying, I've always wanted to make a musical. It's been my dream to make a musical. And so we got to do this. And then he literally was like the audience. Oh, so they're here. We're going to do the whole thing. And he brought them out. And I think he made a comment. I'm trying to remember the comment he made, but he said something to the, to the liking of like, do you guys want me to do it again? And he, it, he definitely was passive aggressively saying, I don't care what the fans say um, that this is, this is cool to me. So, yeah. And I think that that's the cool thing about it. It, it. it puts you into something that actually happened in the MCU and it gives you an opportunity to observe it in a live form. Now, is it going to be the same actors from the No, these these people were, were Broadway actors. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure a lot of them are not coming back to work for Disney for a week for a summer, you know, unless they're in between like their the Broadway gigs. But regardless, it's 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 fun. It's different. Yeah. Listen, not every not every Marvel fan is a is a Disney bounding Disney adult, but there are a lot of Disney bounding Disney adults that are diehard Marvel fans. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. There's a demographic. And again, like I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I would love to go see this. I would love to be a part of this. I'm in the East coast. Mm-hmm. The likelihood that I'm going to make it like, Oh, I'm going to be able to sit here. Like I just survived Disney world 
in December. And that was because someone helped us get there. Like, you think I'm really going to be able to just drop everything and go to Disneyland in California just to see this musical? No, it's not going to happen. But there's going to be a lot of happy California adults and people who are already heading that way. They're going to love this. I only just I just want one of the pamphlets like I want any type of like material that they like the, the playbill, the Broadway. Yes, playbill. the playbill. Absolutely. Yeah. Like that. That would be worth it. That would be cool. I will say the last thing I'll say about this is um, and this is completely a tangent and we're known for this, but this is a tangent to this because I'm picturing myself like in the audience when they did this and it feels immersive and it feels like, you know, that's obviously the Battle of New York from Avengers we don't have enough immersive experiences with mm -hmm. stuff like this. Like I was just thinking about it, like how cool would it be if you were in, whether it's Avengers campus or Disney world or Disneyland to kind of walk into the world of the Avengers, like in the middle of the battle or, mm -hmm. um, or, Oh man, it, to walk into the battle at the end of end game and like walk around, you know, and I don't know how much that would cost. I'm sure it'd be expensive, but everything at Disney is expensive. Chicken well, nuggets I'll, are $40 a, a, a serving. So um, I will tell you right after Endgame, um, and, and because of the pandemic, this company went out of business, but there was a the company, The Void, um, the VR experience mm -hmm. group that was actually yeah. at Denzy yeah. Springs in a couple places. Um, they did amazing things. And one of the things that they did right after was um, Avengers Damage Control. And you ah, literally, like cool. Letitia, Letitia Wright. Chadwick Boseman voiced you. You heard Chadwick Boseman, like uh, Boseman, in the background uh, talking to Shuri. Um, it had uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. It had uh, I think Paul Rudd was Rudd, Rudd was part of it. I think Bray Larson even played a part in it, um, where they were at least voicing. And you're at a Wakanda outreach center, and you're being trained on That's using cool. this Stark Tech Wakandan Tech like vibranium laced Iron Man suits that actually could build shields, and you could do repulsors cool. and with the void, it's a, it's a giant arena. And so you're wearing this VR mask and where there's like a, a handrail to touch when you go, there actually is a handrail. Yeah. It's just that it's all blocked out. I remember like getting teleported through like the Dr. Strange ring and walking into the Sanctum Santorum and then walking up the stairs to see Dr. Strange right there. And then you feel like you feel like the cloak, like, like float past you and then all of a sudden you have to like fly a Quinjet and go to go to a helicarrier and you're fighting with the Avengers. And it felt so realistic. And That's if you cool. played with other people, those people were rendered as other people in other Iron Man suits with you. So that immersive yeah. experience is something they really need to bring back. And I think these are great. Yeah. I think doing like a Avengers con, like we saw in Miss Marvel, oh, that'd be cool too. Like, yeah. like having like these, I, I feel like it's like, it's like you go and you see these, uh, these stranger things, pop-up shops, this would be this would be that opportunity. Like even like after it does a run, they should do like off Broadway, like go to the different theaters and do Rogers a musical for a limited time in different in cities. I think yeah. it would hit. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Next up on here, we've got uh, so Mandalorian season three premieres on Disney Plus at the beginning of the month, which is next week, so March first. And what do we expect? Is the question. What are you anticipating with this? I really have no further expectations than I saw the teaser, uh, the teaser like clip where Grogu is just force pushing the, the, the chair in circles. Like that was everything for me. You have Mando yeah. talking and, and, and like going back and forth and Grogu is just spinning himself in the chair. That was everything I needed. And so I, I thought the clips were great. 
Uh, I love seeing uh, Mando be more or Dinjarin being more of a kind of like a fatherly figure mm. with this for this character. Um, I think Grogu. I would love to hear Grogu talk at some point, but honestly, it's whatever at this point. They've Don't done everything it. well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, they've really separated the characters, right? So like Mando, mm -hmm. how he's different from Boba Fett, which is the original, you know, Mandalorian that Star Wars introduced. And so this is he's different than Yoda. And then now we have the Mandalorians and there's the, going to be the internal struggle for the Darksaber. And so it, it'll be a really interesting season. Um, and I, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it like always. I think it, it really Mandalorian never seems to, to fail. I think Boba Fett was a little slow. And obviously when Mando came on that everyone kind of started to pick up. And so I just think people are in love with these characters. And as long as they keep continue the writing and, and continue to make it quality writing and good storytelling, you know, it'll go on for as long as, as they can. Oh yeah. And I think, I think the idea of going to Mandalore is going to be exciting mm. too. Like just having that whole thing. Like you have, uh, was it, um, Oh, I forget her name now. Who's the Mandalorian that we saw that, that was in Clone Wars? Um, oh, Ahsoka Tano? Yeah, no, Ahsoka oh, no, Tano. no, the Mandalorian. Was, I, sorry, I was looking at the, the comment Bo from... Bo-Katan? bo, -Katan? bo -Katan. Yeah. So yeah, I so... At, I think Ahsoka, that's another thing, too. Another show that we're, we're, we're waiting for, too. So that will be... There'll be a tie-in in there as well. So, I mean, it's going to be a lot. And I think... Yeah, Star Wars Star Wars shows are, are really dominating over... And there are no films right now, but over... Mm -hmm. uh, so it, they're really leaning into that, which is really nice. It was funny. I I watched. I was reading something on Twitter. Someone put on a thing that they said that they hope that by the end of the Mandalorian series, whenever they decide to end it, that they 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 properly kill off Din Djarin in an emotional thing. And it was. It basically said, "I live for my favorite characters dying in glorious battle." And I'm like, "Really? Like that's what you're worried about?" Um, I I just a movie. It's like I just want to have good story. Like I'll be honest with you, Tales of the Jedi did something for me. I that loved was great. That. that was great. Um, like like learning what happened to Yaddle and like all of this other stuff. Like the, that was they, they did that perfectly. And um, you know, I'm 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 very impressed. Um, a lot of people do have complaints about things. As much as you may have not liked how the Book of Boba Fett kind of was structured, it it did something for fans that I think that they will later on appreciate everyone wanted to know what happened to Boba Fett after the Sarlacc bit. Yeah. Like, did he survive? You know, what was it like? I mean, we even got, we had an idea of what it's like being inside the Sarlacc bit. Like, come on. Like that was something uh, yeah. we, like, like that, that I, I didn't know I needed that. And I, and I got it. So well, also, I mean, yeah. And also look true to, to our essence and what we believe in. I think every, you know, no one should feel bad if they liked it or if they liked it more than Mandalorian or like, again, it's, it's all meant to be taken and digested in whatever way you want and whatever you like and, and choose. Like, obviously it was slow for some fans. It was a little slow for me. I still watched, I still enjoyed it. Um, Mandalorian has always been a little bit, it's a little more my style, but that's the beauty of all these different shows and various shows is that, you know, some people like this more than others. And to your point to, you know, very well described and explained, you know, I think, diehard fans that you know watched the original trilogy and wanted to know about Boba Fett and wanted to know that you know they got a really great insight into it and the acting was fantastic and so I, I yeah I, I totally agree um for many reasons yep so besides that we've also got uh some news regarding CinemaCon 
Uh, CinemaCon is going to be happening this summer. Um, and announcement was made by Warner Brothers Discovery that they will be screening the entire film of The Flash at CinemaCon, which means uh. we're going to get lots of spoilers. So regardless of where you stand about this film, yeah. you're pretty much going to know what happens because Cinema CinemaCon is a place where confidentiality comes to die. Um, and, and, and honestly, like, I know, I know that some people are excited about this. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a shame that anything in pop culture has like, like divisions and stuff like that. Um, but, but honestly, at this point, um, this is kind of like what you were saying before about like the book of both whether you liked it or not, um, whether, wherever you stand on this whole flashing, and I know we've talked about this multiple episodes now, Yeah, we've, 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 know, we've, regardless of where you stand on it, just stand where you stand yeah. and let's not attack each other for where we stand. Enjoy it. Um, if you, if you stand on this, like, like, like my idea, if you're, if you're not going to go and support it financially, by going to the box office, more power to you. I understand where you're coming from. That's where I stand. Uh, if you're going to go and watch it and you're going to say, you know, it's it's because of this, don't make excuses. Just if you want to go watch it and yeah. you're fine with that, just go watch it. Um, we don't need to have a discourse of arguments. It's just we need the one thing that we do need to do is make sure that Warner Brothers knows we don't accept the behavior. Yeah. And yeah. they need to do better about it. We need to speak so, out more about that kind of stuff, but enjoy yeah. it. I mean, I think it's going to be impossible to avoid. I also think, look, one thing I'll say is no arc and no, no content we digest is devoid of some kind of issue. You know, this day and age, there's so much stuff you can go back and, and nitpick and dissect. So, you know, it, it's probably going to be a great movie. I think that's why they're really pushing it through. And then, so I'm sure we're going to see and hear a lot about this and it's going to, it's going to really dominate a lot of the, the, the lexicon for mm -hmm. quite a big part of 2023. <laughs> so, yep. yeah. And speaking of spoilers, just in case you weren't aware of this and I don't want to shock you about it, but just to let you know, there is a merch store for nerd initiative. We would love <laughs> to have, I, I had to throw it in there um, with, with great, some great t-shirts, cups and everything else. You know, if you want to check that out, we would love to have you do that. Um, I feel like after the last show, this is going to have to be a thing that happens a lot. Um, mm -hmm. We're just going to be pushing it, and hopefully, we'll be pushing new it's products. Like so, like I mean, it's so sleek the way it pops up like that. Oh, too. I know, I know, um, right? Restream. You guys I love great. it. I love it. Also, um, JJ's comic stuff. Great, uh, great, great editing on the merch store. Great development on there. Uh, it's great. Oh, absolutely, all around. All right, and then we've got next up. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about this one. <laughs> yeah, Dwayne Johnson talking about being interested in joining the MCU, specifically in the role of Luke Cage. Uh, I'm going to say no to that one. Um, I love this. Is cool. It just it's too much at this point. And I think I, I don't think Marvel will bite either. So Marvel has behind the scenes, in front of in front of the camera, on all levels. Marvel has a great history of building up new and you know veteran actors uh, i mean like rdj uh but it's it's just too much and i think you know unless it's like a, a deadpool kind of situation where you know um uh josh brolin is uh cable and it's like a joke and it's funny and blah blah i i can't see this happening and i can't see this i just yeah i can't see this happening i would so. say this apart from like emotions and everything else because i know i've done a couple of videos on tiktok like joking about this um, in order for this to actually be a possibility, 
when Dwayne Johnson signs a, a contract, he has to be willing to allow them to defeat him and kill him and, and beat him. Mm. And he is purposely had it where he cannot be beaten in a lot of his contracts. And so just so like weird. in like the fast and furious, it was always a stalemate, um, you know, so or, weird. So, so like, and, and like with Shazam or not Shazam, I'm sorry, black Adam, like he mm. couldn't be defeated, which would have made a showdown with Superman ridiculous because you're going to say black Adam can beat Superman. Like, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, so I don't think that that contractually would work. I, I also thought it was very interesting. The video that I saw where he's talking is like, I know my PR guy is trying to be get with your PR people, you know, and it's just, you're a busy person. You're working. I just don't think they're willing to answer that call. Like I see it as Dwayne Johnson's actively reaching out to them, but they're not really interested in reaching out back to him. And yeah. um, it's just okay. not a good fit. I also think, um, I think Jake Gyllenhaal said this a while back. I, don't ask me how I know this. Um, and, and his inside the actor studio um, interview. And he's like, look, what's your number one, you know, number one advice to young actors coming up. And this is not a dig at, at Dwayne Johnson, but he's like, listen to the experts in their roles. So if there's a director work with the director and follow his lead. And if there's other actors and, you know, could be scriptwriter. what he's like, because if you try to think that, you know, more than the, the other pieces and the experts, you will never really realize how great you can be. And I think he also dropped an F-bomb or something in there when he was saying it, like about how effing good you can be or effing good you are. Like, he's like, don't mm. ever say cut. Don't ever walk away from a, a, unless the director, let the director guide you. And I think the same thing goes for this. I think with, with, with Dwayne Johnson, like it's really interesting that he has all these caveats and it's surprising because man, who doesn't love Dwayne Johnson or are, I, I think he's losing a lot of love for, for some of the recent stuff that's coming up. But I also just think like, why would you not like how great can the story be if you don't lose? Like if we think about the, some of the amazing movies we've seen in the, in, mm -hmm. in, in past history, um, you know, dark Knight, like Batman doesn't just like coax through that entire movie. Like the, the Joker is a worthy adversary who, you know, out smarts and out bests him on numerous occasions. Um, the Godfather. I mean, there's so many movies. Like, if you are putting yourself in that, where like, oh, I'm I'm gonna be infallible and all that stuff like that. Like, I, I just you're just you are just limiting yourself, and you're and it, it's foolish and it's it's yeah, it's silly. Yeah, I mean, let's face it. Like, I I think that I think that especially when it comes to coming from the wrestling aspect to to movies and stuff, there is that idea where you always play it strong and you always play it egotistically you know, um, when you're doing it and it's, it's a difference when you go from the acting in, in the professional wrestling, sorry guys, um, to acting in, in like these, these higher budget films. Um, but it also is important to kind of keep humble and, and, and realize that, you know, you may have been attached to big budget films, but it doesn't mean that you're always going to be marketable all the time. And, and so I think, I think it's, it's kind of like, it's an opportunity to reset, I don't think it's smart for him to go from one superhero franchise to another superhero franchise so quickly. Like, even if he does end up ever coming to the MCU at some point, and um, it's kind of it's kind of cool. Um, but OPH uh, Ken, yeah, you know, Hyperion would 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 be a good would would be yeah. a good role for him. But that's only under the understanding that he would be willing to allow himself to be beaten at some point. 
Well, um, it's not even it's it's larger than that. You have yeah. to you have to be willing to be allowed to be part of the MCU storyline as it pertains to the MCU storyline that is being created by experts and right. and people that are writers and creators and the vision that they have and you can contribute, but it you can't it, you can't be pushing your own agenda. And yeah. we we deal we deal That's with it. Yeah, that's kind of how it was a struggle for Ed Norton when he did The Incredible Hulk. Mm -hmm. He was constantly head butting heads with directors, uh, wanting to rewrite lines and wanting mm -hmm. to, you know, have things go through him. And he, he wasn't a bad Bruce Banner, but he was a bad, you know, actor in the in the film, and it made it yeah. difficult for them. So I, I understand why Marvel wanted to recast because Mark Ruffalo is a very, as much as he spoils everything, he's he's much more palatable when it comes to uh, Mark Ruffalo is like. I once, I mean, look, one of my highlights of, of things I've done in the past is I interviewed um, when in Foxcatcher, Mark Ruffalo played, that's uh, a real life uh, iconic wrestler who, you know, spoiler, who dies in real life. Um, I, I became friended with the real life character that Mark Ruffalo plays, his actual son, who was a consultant on that movie. Mm -hmm. uh, and um uh, where was I going with this? Um, no, he he talked about working with Mark Ruffalo and, and building a, a close relationship with Mark Ruffalo. And he's like, that guy is just the everything you see on screen. He is behind the, the scenes and he is just a good quality human being who, you know, just cares about the movies he does and cares about the people that he works with. And so and again, I think of the Avengers cast. I can't picture Ed Norton in that cast like he would be. You can't have two RDJs, and I know they're not the same personality, but like back in that day, they would have hated each other. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah. The leader of that that the leader in behind the the camera was RDJ, fully. Like you know, like he set the tone of that, and he would have absolutely had, you know, if if it went through to Avengers, I feel like Ruffalo probably or not Ruffalo. Um, Norton probably would have gotten fired mid mid filming. <laughs> yeah, I think I think uh, RDJ's uh, impromptu acting and oh, like, that would killed he, it would have drove it would have drove him nuts. Well, it drove Gwyneth Paltrow crazy in Iron Man. It drove mm -hmm. her nuts. Like, and you know, a, a, well, that's okay because she didn't even, she doesn't even remember what Marvel movie she's been in. That's true. Yeah. So, but but yeah, um, moving on because we're. You know, um, speaking about more Marvel news, Stephen Yeun, I believe that's his, I, I don't want to butcher his name too much. Um, beloved actor and, you know, unfortunate Negan victim in the walking dead, um, was also part of, um, now this I'm, I'm in for, yeah, was also, uh, one of my favorite movies post his walking dead stuff, uh, was mayhem, um, mm. with, uh, Samara weaving, um, in which they're trapped in a building, you know, destroying each other. Like everybody's like just going at destroying each other. That's the best way I can say it. Um, and then of course we saw him, um, just recently in Nope, um, is joining the Thunderbolts cast, um, with an undisclosed, um, role. We don't know what character he's playing yet. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, I love him. I, I had to look it up because mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure. So in 2020, one of the movies that I watched as like almost like an Oscars prep was Minari. Um, and it was one of my favorites. Uh, it is a very slow, very artistic film. It's not the usual Marvel. Um, but I just think Steven Yeun is so good, so talented. He's one of those guys right now, like cast him in everything. Uh, <laughs> like... Just, just put him in everything. He's really good. He's beloved. He's another guy I think has a great reputation. So I am on board 110% with this because he's just, he's, and he's just shown himself to like, 
because you come out of a, a, a film like or a show like The Walking Dead and it's really easy to kind of get. I wouldn't say typecast, but, you know, I I wonder what's going to happen to um, who's the lead actor, his his name in real life. Is it it's and is it Andrew? Yeah, Andrew, right? Andrew. Um, I got to look him up, but. I I wonder how he's going to do. Um, obviously, John Bernthal didn't have a problem, but he was only in one season and he's really had a great run. Yeah. So you just worry about that kind of stuff. I think Stephen Yoon is. Oh, Andrew Lincoln. 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 Yeah. Um, from Love Actually, by the way. Uh, so I, I think for, for Yoon and, and Ken put it perfect. He'll be a great addition to the MCU. I think for, for Stephen Yoon, I, I just think he's done some amazing stuff and like he's proved himself to be. So Oakjo is another one that was a great movie in 2017. He has really, he's really great. He's a great actor and he's just, he's yeah. So we have gotten yeah. some amazing Marvel actors out of the walking dead cast. If you think about Michael Rooker, Denai Gowara, hmm. um, I mean like mind you, like some of the most emotional characters in some cases, even though, like, like just so kind of forever how Denai Guara played it as she's being stripped of her, of oh, her, yeah. her title as general uh, general. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like I didn't in like the 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 play between her and Mbaku, um, like it just it was it was just uh, Winston Duke um was just was just amazing. And so I've I I know I, I got tired of watching The Walking Dead after a while. Um, I kind of mm -hmm. got to the vegan arc. They, they, I think it was more so because of the the, the way I, I felt like things were just being changed from the comics a little bit too much to my liking. And so I just decided to kind of go off in the sunset. Like Andrew Lincoln did too much. Yeah. And, and so um, Steven has always been one of my favorite actors on the cast. And it's, it's exciting to see him, you know, in this role. And I wonder if we're going to get like a, a moment where we have a Koye with whatever character he's playing and just kind of see like a reuniting of the two um, from the walking. Cool. Be, I mean, that's what I like. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Which this makes me more excited for the Thunderbolts coming, coming down yeah. the road. Yeah. Um, also in news, um, Namor, um, Tanach Huerta is uh, confirmed to be coming back um, for Kang dynasty. Um, which I don't know why this had to be reported as news. I would just assume that everybody's coming back um, for King Dynasty, with the exception of one thing I did not get in here. Um, it has been confirmed that Robert Downey Jr. is done. They are not coming back with Robert Downey Jr. at wait, all. So wait, so you, you, you buried the lead on that one, first of all. So wait, who who confirmed? Like, Where did that come from? That's That's huge. Okay, so it was reported. Um, in fact, give me just a moment while you're freaking out about it. I will pull up um, the the person. I also don't says. believe anything with the MCU, so you never know. Uh, <laughs> Derek, favorite way entertainment's like, thank God. Um, but I mean, so look, talking about this news first. So to your point with Tanakh, I think he also, speaking of, you know, great people, I loved how he handled um his you know sudden superstar to my with the, his engagement with the fans and everything you know he's he's been a just a breath of fresh air uh the backstory for namor is is great as well and i thought he was a incredibly bright spot in uh wakanda forever uh a movie i i really really enjoyed um and so i'm happy about this i will say like if it 
to your point, if why it has to be reported, it could be like, look, it could be like an Infinity War Endgame situation where I don't think everyone was in Infinity War, right? I think we had, or was it? I'm trying to we, think. We, we, didn't have, we didn't have Clint Barton. We didn't have Ant, um, Ant-Man in Infinity War. Um, and so we know that we know that the, the way they explain that, I know mainly it was because Clint Bart, um, Jeremy Renner had engagements. That he was dealing with. He was doing, he was doing the game tag, which is why he was obligated. That movie to do is tag. so funny too. Yes, it's funny, but it's like he was, he was contractually obligated to do tag. So he couldn't be infinity war. So they put him on house arrest. Um, so, awesome. so I love that, but, but yeah, that's, that's that could that's, be the situation then that would really make a story. It would make sense. Storyline rise. Right? wise, right. If like the Kang dynasty happens and they're like literally on the last legs and we have another infinity war where we, we lost what happened. We lost, uh, as, as Steve famously said, like they, they have to, you know, maybe Shuri survives, um, whatever craziness we're going to get. And she's like, I know someone we can call on. For reinforcements and or maybe i'm sorry I, I just reversed it i just reversed it from like hang down no. the, the secret wars i don't whatever so i again there could be a situation like that much like that I actually like get got chills well, now i i thought just, that would be cool if he came back in secret wars instead of king dynasty i think that would be cool where like sherry's like i know someone we can call on and the, the movie opens up with you know something like that but and instead of a, and instead of an intergalactic pager it's a conch shell at the end of the uh, at the end in the, something in the cool. yeah that would be really cool and then of course I, we're gonna get a whole namor movie that has nothing to really do with anything except for just to show his power set um no but i, I really think like we're gonna get at some point like if if you consider like okay there's the council i'm just gonna say this the spoilers a little bit uh, if there is a on. council of kangs and we're dealing with the multiversal war. And we're dealing with King Dynasty. What is the best way to have a response team to deal with the Council of Kangs than to have a Council of Heroes, as in the Illuminati for the MCU? Mm. We've already seen them tease the Multiverse of Madness. We're already we've got Shuri. Shuri could take the place of T'Challa. Um, yeah. You know, we've got Doctor Strange. We've got. You know, no more now. I, it, would be, it would be very easy to bring in some individuals mm. to kind of build that Illuminati to kind of be like a multiversal response team. But regardless, yeah. um, the Robert Downey Jr. news was reported. Um, according to Stephen Broussard, um, the vice president of production and development on Marvel Studios, said that options for Tony Stark, actor 57, um, to come back aren't on the table. Iron Man died in Avengers Endgame. Full stop. I mean, I I don't know what to believe. I'm sorry. I'm too skeptical. Like I I would still wouldn't be surprised if he came back. But well, I really believe again. Not not he's not. When I say come back, I mean come back is like, you know, quick yeah. blip, blah. You know, quick. Not nah, sorry. I used the wrong word. Blip. <laughs> quick, quick, quick. Drop in. There's some reason. I he won't play a critical role. Like I mean, that's all. I think that's always on the table because. You know, I, I could even see Chris Evans coming back at some point for like a quick, you know, much like we saw in what Free Guy, where he came back and was like, as Chris Evans, basically angry when he pulls out the shield. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like something like that. I think that's always open for the table. It's not going to be another, you just want, you don't want to walk back that incredible ending. And that, you know, if there's a little thing here or there, that won't walk that back. Um, you know, so that's the main thing I see. Um, but yeah, I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, 
I honestly believe when we we get to the end of Secret Wars, we're going to have a a a a timeline that is going to have mixtures of like soft rebooted characters and some of our old characters. I I, I really think that's going to be a, a way if they bring back Iron Man, they're going to bring back Iron Man from a different multiverse. So mm-hmm. that's just my thoughts. Um, speaking of the multiverse, uh, nice little segue going to that, Michael. Yes. So Jeff Schneider shared a part of the reason that Across the Spider-Verse was delayed, and it was to get our good friend Tom Holland into the film. And that's great. Um, I think that's 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 epic. I hope it doesn't really overshadow this film. Um, it'll be a nice plug. I'm excited to see Oscar Isaac as, you know, Spider-Man 2099. And mm-hmm. then there's going to be a myriad of other, you know, Spider-Men that we see. I I. I will boycott and be upset and absolutely go um, go ham if we do not have Peter Porker back. Um, and hopefully John Mulaney is back as well. So that will be that's my breaking point. But um, excited for this. Um, my biggest fear is like Sony did with Morbius. This is a big old fib that's going to get people excited. Um, I personally don't feel like they have to do this. They don't have to deceive us. Um, to get a, get butts in the seats because I think everyone's excited about into this across the Spider Verse. Um, yeah, the Spider Verse was amazing. Um, and so my only other thought was is um, so there's a lot of uh, discussion about you know uh, Miles kind of goes through a portal. He's in the real world like MCU. He sees a live action Tom Holland, but he's still you know digitized. He's still cartoonish. Um, and my thought would be, what if this is the catalyst to get Peter Parker, our Peter Parker, MCU, like who's that? Um, to actually look for the Miles Morales of his universe to see mm-hmm. if he has powers. Like I can see that. And then of course, who does he run into? But Uncle Aaron, who we've already seen in Homecoming. Like I would love that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's 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 a nice possibility. Uh, it doesn't change my excitement for the film. Maybe a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm almost kind of surprised why they had to pull this out of there. Like why they had to say this other than to justify the delays. But we, 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 we live in a world full of delays now at this point. Yeah. What was the, there was recent news about miles, right? That he was like gonna, was it a show that we're like, he's in development or oh, Spider-Man four. We'll see miles is what they said. Right. Like that's. Well, the, also there, there are, what is that's it? Um, news, right? Amazon is also doing, I think some spinoffs to the across the spider verse. I think. Are we getting like a Spider-Man nor, um, like yeah, or yeah, something? yeah 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 so i mean yeah. it's like th- they are going to try to spin things off and it does make sense um i mean we we just recently had kevin feige say that there is a big there there are big plans for for spider-man and i do get somebody who wants to still want to cash out and say yeah well we still have plans for him too but um regardless i, I think we're going to see sony and, and and marvel studios working together for a while yeah and i do th- sorry i was no, so that's all. It right and i do think to your point um I, I think this is the way to get miles into the MCU. Like, I think if he's going to be in Spider-Man four, what's the bridge to that is to bring Tom Holland. That would be really cool to have Tom Holland in live action. I even animate our, either way. I think it'll be really cool. And I think that's going to be the bridge to get miles um, into the next one. And then, and then off to the races with that storyline, you know? Right. So um, he is the future of, of spider-man but there's gonna be multi you know i think there's gonna be multiple and it'll be fun and yeah it'd be great 
Now, this next news, I have lots of You're feelings so about. I so I'm just going to go ahead and let's just like pull the bandaid off. Warner Brothers Discovery has made a new deal with New Line Cinema that they will be making new movies, um, new adaptations of The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. And all I have to say is why? Why? Yeah. Why? And I heard one person like say that they're going to bring it gritty. Like if they bring the D, if they turn the the Lord of the Rings trilogy into like the DCEU style where it's like dark and gritty, <laughs> I will I will cancel my my Wait, HBO so it, Max so fast. Explain this to me. Is it going to be like a reboot? Are we getting the same storylines? Like what is it? New stories? Like what? How is this war? I I don't follow this stuff. Like I've seen the Lord of the Rings clearly, and I, you know everyone, and I liked the new shows. I um. What was the show that we saw that was Rings, Rings of, of Power? Power. Yep. That was great. I, I love I love finding out the origins of these things, like how these things came to be. I, I'm excited for the upcoming seasons and also seeing different perspectives of it's kind of like Star Wars started that like different perspectives of the main villains. And you find out like why. The, but like, what is this going to be? I personally feel like, listen, whether you you if you don't like Lord of the Rings, no skin off your back. I'm, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad you can not like it. There are things that I don't like that I don't really care about that people have been upset about. It's okay. I get it. But, but for a Lord of the Rings fan, for a film series to be so universally loved, it's not perfect, but the care and the love that went into this film to then remake it would be like remaking the original Star Wars trilogy. Yeah. We'll throw out, throw out Paperweight's uh, comment. Put it and it there. is. It is. If you There's look at the, the answer. Report, yes. Um, money is the answer. Yeah, money right here. Is the look, answer. Look, hold on. Wrong one. There we go. Boom. Um, yes. Money is the answer. Um, so so they made well, they made billions of dollars off of the Lord of the Rings trilogy and billions of dollars off of The Hobbit, which made sense. They're, they, they, they were semi-successful with, I think, Rings of Power, uh, mind you, Warner Brothers didn't have anything in that because Amazon got that with New Line Cinema, um, and so, so or uh, so so the, the 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 specific like wording was that they they signed a deal with New Line Cinema to produce multiple adaptations of the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't like like literally. I, I, this is going to sound weird. As soon as I saw this report, I went to my, I went to my, um, my, my movie collection. I pulled out my, my Lord of the Rings extended edition collector set and my Hobbit. And I'm like sitting there going, yeah, you know, as much as I didn't like the Hobbit, I don't want it retold. Like I, yeah. I just, I don't want it retold. Like, it, well, I think it's it, time to move on to something different. Like I said, that's why I, that's why I, I really liked Rings of Power. It was refreshing and different. Yes. So yes, yes, it's absolutely. To do something different. Yeah, and I'm sorry, my Gandalf will always be, always be, you know, from that series. Like, I, I, I want to read the next one. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, here we go. Aquaman: The Lost Kingdom has reportedly had test screenings, and those in attendance have stated it that is quote unquote the worst DC EU movie ever. So my question to that. I want to get your take on this, but is wait, are you putting this below Suicide Squad? Not the Suicide Squad, the first one, David Ayer. 
because that was the worst movie I think I've ever seen. Period. Now, now here's the thing. I can find enjoyment in any bad film with the most part. Can't stand Aragon. Terrible adaptation. Terrible movie. Like, like if you want to talk about like, like it's Morbius levels disappointment for me. I, I'm going to be very honest with Morbius you. Pretty bad. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, absolutely. And then, then Morbius, Sony lied to us. So there's like that. The the fact that this has gotten such bad reviews and they've reviewed it, I kind of want to watch it more now. Like I had no interest in watching this film. Um. If you hadn't heard. Um. But but honestly, um. This kind of makes it more interesting for me, and I don't know why. Um, it's like let's go out with a bang or a fizzle. I don't know, but um, I don't know. I just it well, cracked me up. It cracked me up so much when I well, saw. I will this. say the one the one thing I I will say is that I remember when before Dawn of Justice came out, and I remember reading a report saying that same exact thing as this but people had stood up in a standing ovation as the movie ended uh, i don't know if it was hollywood reporter it was probably something like that where like screenings had been shown and people roared in applause at the ending of that movie and we all know how that turned out so <laughs> you take these things with a grain of salt but um but yeah it's probably gonna be terrible i mean just be honest like i love jason momoa but this is time to it's all, this whole thing is, is dissolved. Let's just end this, you know, past yeah. universe and, and let James Gunn go with things. And, and yeah. And I think, I think what I've heard, like, like even Shazam fear of the gods is, is, is tracking to be one of the lowest opening weekends um, for a DCU film. Like, it's just not like, I didn't, like, I'll be honest with you. It's out now because I, is it out? Because no, like, I don't think so. Is it out? Because no, because there because I I saw a thing reporting that it's it's and I'm like, wait, is, like this that's how how that's how separated well, I, I am for it. I, I, like yeah. I'm not even I'm not even in the spatial awareness right of when it's. Um, I think it's like May 10th, isn't it, or May 17th? I or will something? say I don't think it's out yet. I will say this, like, so a good friend of mine, uh, so Walt Hickey, it's March 17th. Um, yeah. Well, Hickey used to work at, uh, he works at Insider and he used to work at 538. He, um, and he's actually a Pulitzer Prize winner now, but um, great. Well, Hickey's great. Um, he did an amazing piece one time that was like tracking the campaign of an, an Oscar campaign. The de Basically, I think his title was tracking the death of Oscar campaigns. And so you can watch as studios start to give up on projects. Like they'll have, you know, half page ads. Um, and this is like data driven, like looking at, you know, actual things it's not like it, there's not there's nothing subjective or yeah there's nothing subjective behind this it's objective and so you can see the ads as as these movies get bad reviews and the, and the the studios give up the ads get smaller and smaller and smaller and then eventually they just don't even like promote it i feel like the same thing goes with uh these films i think james gunn and company are looking towards the future and I think even Shazam Fury of the Gods, which could be a decent movie because the first one was good. I, I think everyone's just ready. To, everyone that's involved in these projects is ready to move on to the next phase. And so they're, 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 yeah. they're just not, there's no marketing. There's no buzz around it. You know, there's no, I, I, this is probably a horrible movie. Shazam could be like a 75 or 80 on Rotten Tomatoes from fans and people will like it and have a good time. But I just don't think people are really 
engaged. Um, and I don't, I like, I think the studio's not putting the effort behind it anymore. They will put the effort behind it and we will get it with a bang when the new Superman film comes out or mm -hmm. the Batman film or even the smaller, the other projects as they start to build up, there will be a concerted effort to make sure that we are aware of everything that's coming. So we yeah. will see that. And I think for now, they're just letting this like, you know, if a tree falls in the middle of the forest and no one's there to see, does it really fall? And so they're kind of like, let's get this over with. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like, I was trying to think back, like, apart from the like the Zachary Levi controversy and stuff recently. <laughs> and um, and other things. There's, there's, there's this what? <laughs> I'm missing um, all these controversies. What, what is this one now? So Zachary Levi Pugh went by Zachary Levi because he thought he would get better. He would be, get better positions. He's not Jewish, but he complained that because of his last name sounding Jewish. He gets less jobs. And so he's like, been, he complained about like discrimination uh, against that. And then recently um, he went out and like made some comments against Pfizer. Um, and, and instead of saying it was like his complaints were like big pharma, like everyone took it as him talking about vaccines and he did not much to clarify it. And so he, you know, it's again, you he's going the way of an Aaron Rodgers. Oh yeah. Man. I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> So, so it's like, so it's like, yeah, there's been a little bit of like of oh controversy God. with that. Like I, I, I didn't even want to touch on it like a couple episodes ago, uh, but it's been like a month, I think at least since I that was a big deal. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I think what happened for Shazam that was so good was it. Yeah. There was like the superpowers and he was able to do all the abilities, but I felt like that the kids relationships were so crucial in that first one. Like, yeah. I like I loved how they built up Billy Batson's background. Yeah. It was more than it was more than the shock and awe of the seven deadly sins and the the fight at the end and everything else. It was very much people focused. And what I also mm -hmm. loved was when when the when the adult actors took over the personas of the kids, they still played as if yeah. they were the kids well. Yeah. And that was perfect. Like the purity was there. I what I've seen from the from Fury of the Gods is it seems like they're they're growing them up, they're maturing them too fast, and it's there's this there's this level of it's gonna it's gonna lean more into the action and the shock and awe of it than the family background that there was in that first film. Okay. So I, again, I don't know much. I, I it, it is whatever. I'll see it at some point when it's on streaming or whatever. Um, I do have a DC um, you know shelf that I like to collect things even. The first Suicide Squad, which I like that film, especially the I, I like the director's version. The the theatrical version was was terrible. Um, another time. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, let's 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 move on before I dig myself a hole. Um, and then this 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 is this is something that I I am super excited about. I don't know why I'm super excited about it, but um, so um Eve Ewing is is the writer for the new run of Black Panther, and mm. there's going to be a new run coming out. Um, I believe it said it, it was in June, or it's at least yeah, in sale in June. Um, Black Panther number one. Um, basically, T'Challa is a king without a kingdom. Um, he ends up going to his father's, um, like his like his city, and he still becomes he still is the defender of wakanda even if wakanda doesn't want him 
And this is a new design for the Black Panther costume. And I'm not against it. I like it. I like I like I like the yeah. look of it. Uh, it looked very exciting. This was this was shown on the Today Show, I believe it was. Um, and I had to include it because it just it looks it looks very nice. It reminds I, I, me of the king T'Chaka from the movie Black Panther, like very regal and has that kind of aesthetic. And but there's also this tactical kind of like like um, I don't know like crusader type look to it, which I thought was kind of cool. Mm. Um, because and I, it's going to be interesting to see how. You know, he's basically I, I don't know. I don't know the full story. I haven't seen I haven't read the current run of, of Black Panther, um, but just the kind of this idea that, you know, he's he's unwanted by his people, but he's still going to defend them. And there's going to be that that they're 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 touting like new villains and new new adventures for him. But I just love this. I thought this was beautiful. Yeah. Um, and it, it really is in stark contrast to what we're going to talk about next. And I'll let you talk about it because <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> It is a it is a bad. I mean, look, this has a storied past, but look, Amazing Spider-Man 20 officially ended. It's ended before the long romance of Peter Parker and Mary Jane Watson. Essentially, they are more like a sister or a best friend than lovers. Uh, And so he is free to, you know, pursue other romantic interests. Um, We were talking about this earlier. Our, Our good friend. 67 60 second comics facts is hating this run um i i don't disagree i i think it's the sister best for it's 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 aggressive but i also will say like i feel like this is happens all the time i think back in the day when they got married the first time didn't Stanley always regret that? And he walked it back and then they, they were unmarried. And then there was, there's been so many ebbs and flows with this whole thing. This is a little weird um, because it's, again, it's his iconic love interest. Um, so it's a little strange um, that it, it, the way he's, the way they're going about it, it's not the thing. I mean, if they, if he was pining for her and they'd broken up and stuff like that, I, I think that's more natural to the history of, of Peter Parker, but I want to get your take on this weird weird turn of events um my best friend and my sister mary jane well it's kind of interesting i i i read i got amazing spider-man one and then i because i was excited about them doing a new run of it and everything else and i'm like you know i'm gonna get number one and i will be honest with you after i read that first comic book i lost interest whatsoever i mean this storyline is this 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 storyline in episode um in, in issue 20 is a two-part um done by two different writers but this is a this is indicative of this storyline because we 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 start off with this new series uh mary jane watson is together with a partner a guy named paul um she's got two there she's attached to two kids now that are calling her mommy um and supposedly i think in the next couple episodes uh episodes i want to say episodes issues we're gonna they're gonna explain like what happened between Peter Parker and Mary Jane, but I'll be honest with you. Like there was something like I understood the, the one more day storyline, like mm. undoing that. That was like the worst, that was the worst decision. Like, honestly, Mary Jane, the, the writing for Mary Jane Watson and Peter Parker being in love. And even when they were married was like the stuff of like Lois and Clark. Like it was, mm. it was just like, you know, she understood. I mean, there's, she she was like his she was his anchor in a lot of points 
um, which was what raised the stakes when there was when she was involved. Um, it didn't make sense for me that he would sacrifice, you know, that relationship for May. I get that he was upset, but then to sit down and, and to consider, and again, you go back one day more or one more day, you know, she's kind of the driving force. She pushes him to make that decision. And then they find out, of course, about May Parker, you know, their, um, their, their future child that was not to be. Mm. And then they did the secret wars, renew your vows. And I thought, yeah they need to bring them back as a couple. They, they need to do this. They need to undo the one day more like, or the one more day and mm-hmm. just let them be together. I think it would be great. And then having, having may Parker as a young spy, you know, a, a young spiderling or whatever you want to call her, you know, and, and we're and, and Peter having to trade, that would have been a great progression for the character. But now all of this is just, I, I, I don't know. I, I will say if you do go back and listen to watch 60 second comebacks, um rendition of this viewer discretion is advised he uses language that you normally don't hear mm. from him um because he he gets it out he's up he's he's frustrated and you know when ringo's upset that that you've really pushed him too far because he tries to be positive about everything and um i mean yeah, derek I, made a good call i mean like if you if you don't just take a personal take on it it seems like the masses do not like this yeah. So it's not just one person and it's not for like silly reasons, right? Like, you know, what's funny. And, and then this is, again, we're, we're going to keep it up under an hour. It seems like, which is great. I'm proud of us. Um, and this won't be a tangent though. Um, I was going back and reading, you know, the ultimate fallout series and some of the early uh, miles Morales, you know, ultimate Spider-Man runs. And if you go to the, the kind of like the, the, the letters to the editor um, after Ultimate Fallout 4. And so it's like, you know, Miles's origin in, in issue one. People mm-hmm. are saying like, I, why did you, why did you replay? I mean, they're, they're, they're clearly upset for the wrong reasons. And I won't even explain some of the notes that Marvel published where it was like, why would you replace Peter Parker with a black Spider-Man or something? It's just stupid and silly. And yeah. And now he's a beloved character, rightfully so. And he's got his own, angle and own storyline it's 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 beautiful it's great um this one fans are just upset because it just seems to be not great storytelling and so so again that's where i say the right the right reasons and the wrong reasons because fans you know classically comic book fans will get upset um about some silly things and you know get off my lawn and don't touch my characters but this one seems to be because it's just a really wonky weird also he looks like fabio there with the flowing hair and yeah, it doesn't uh, even look like Peter Parker. Like I no, don't. And so I, 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 and I again, I, I think the art's good. I think it's, it's all comes from the storytelling. Um, and I think, yeah. And even it goes even deeper because like Ring, Ringo was talking was talking about how, um, you know, they, there was a whole arc with with Ben Riley coming back, and he was like the official Spider Man for a while, and then like they're like, what do we do with him? We can't have another Spider Man because we've already got two, and they end up you know taking him out, and it's like. It, it's it's almost like they they have these these pieces and it's it's kind of what I said about Brian Singer I, I I hate I have no no hate toward the writers um for these 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 uh, comic books but Brian Singer I the one thing I hated about him uh, him taking over X Men and doing X Men was after the first couple it was kind of like he he had a toy box and he just threw them out on the on the floor 
and did whatever mm-hmm. he wanted with them. He didn't care where they came from. He just kind of put them together and did what he wanted. And, no continuity. Yeah, yeah and I, I feel like that's what we're we're seeing with this. Um, it's like it's like okay, you want to you want to run where Peter has a flame with Black Cat. I guess do that, but like you don't have to like completely dissolve like decades of of a relationship that you have built up that has been like this thing that people have you yeah. know kind of built around. I mean, this is. I mean, the Mary Jane Watson um, relationship, it, it's 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 been longer than Gwen Stacy's. Um, and and so I just don't know. I, I don't know how I feel, especially when when, um, you know, it, it's so universally like disliked. But. Well, Mary Jane's been around since I mean, she's been around since I think it's issue 25 is her cameo. Um, so I'm saying amazing Spider-Man issue 25. Like this is right. back in. You know, this is the first couple of years of mm-hmm. of Spider-Man. Um, yeah, she's an iconic, you know, character. And I don't know. Yeah, it's this is it's a very we could talk about this for a long yeah. time. It's very interesting, very weird. It could be again. It could be just shock and awe. Like people want to, you know, whatever. And they better uh, one more day this thing. <laughs> they'll, end, they'll end this run and then they'll start a new run and you know they'll bring in donny cates and it'll be like mary jane's a a, a spider-man serial killer so it, it'll be something totally different they'll, 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 or you are you're gonna uh, find out you're gonna find out that this peter parker isn't the real peter parker at all it's gonna ben be riley or something yeah yeah or, or it's like it's like uh ben riley's like you know uh clone of a clone type thing but anyway um so one of the things we added to this uh i'm gonna let michael i'm gonna let you do the rundown um is you added some things that um, you would recommend for what streaming. So go ahead and do your breakdown. We're going to go to the first yeah. one. So, yeah. So let's get the origin behind this whole thing real quick. I think, look, streaming, there's so many things out there. Uh, Apple TV, Prime, Hulu. We want to give you kind of a few things each, you know, each episode just to kind of recommend if you aren't watching to check it out because it can be overwhelming for sure. So kick it off to the first one. Um, look, the Harrison Ford Renaissance continues. Um, and that's why I wanted to put this in immediately. I I'm trying to rack my brain to think of other Harrison Ford projects like this. I can't. So it's a comedy, but it's also very heartfelt with, with Jason Siegel. If you don't know the backstory, basically there's a lot of tragic things that happen here. Um, I just don't think it's, not, there's no spoilers in this kind of stuff. Uh, Jason, we're so trained poorly with the whole Marvel stuff. Uh, Jason Siegel is, he, he lost his wife in a tragic event, uh, but he's also a, a therapist and he's just like changing up, you know, it affects his life and he goes on these like, you know, hijinks and it's funny, but his relationship with Harrison Ford is really interesting in this show. And Harrison Ford, his character in the show is dealing with his own, you know, issues, major health issues and issues. And, their dynamic is great. There's other characters in there that are that are great and actors. And um, it's something definitely to check out. It's also an easy watch. Uh, it is. And so I, I highly recommend that along with a lot of other Apple TV Plus shows that are out there. So, yeah, love to get your take. What, what, what? Well, all right, I'll wait till this one to get your take on this one. So good news involving Jeremy Renner uh, for sure. Uh, season two of Mayor of Kingstown has been incredible season one was incredible i it's just good to see him healthy well he's not healthy but on screen healthy and doing what he does and so if you are a fan of renner um and obviously wish him the best is his continued efforts to 
you know, heal and hopefully get back to full strength. You need to check this out if you haven't. Um, I will say an anecdote is a friend of mine uh, didn't know about the show, told him about the show, came back to me the next day, watched the entire thing in like one night and was like, this is amazing. Uh, it is uh, it is by Taylor Sheridan of Yellowstone fame. And basically mm -hmm. Taylor, Taylor Sheridan is getting everything greenlit at this moment. You know, there's a lot of years in there. What is it? It's like 1880. I've seen them all, uh, 1923, 18 something, something. And so Taylor Sheridan is basically the hottest, you know, uh, show creator out right now, but this is all about Jeremy and this show is, it's so good. Um, and so I want to get your take. I, have you seen it? Do you play? I, I haven't seen anything of this. Um, I I've, I've heard of it. I saw the promos and stuff. Um, he was, he was in his hospital bed, commenting and like posting things about the show um which has made me want to watch it but you know hearing your take on it i definitely want to want to check it out so i will do that and i hopefully i'll i'll have i'll at least have a couple episodes under i my will belt say before. though for what you said earlier warning to use i think you did the warning for ringo it is a gritty probably rated r film or not film show so just know that going in depending on you know I think shrinking we talked about earlier is watch it with the kids. It's, it's enjoyable. It's funny. It's, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, uh, mayor of Kingstown is, yeah, you, you, you know what to do. It is for, <laughs> for the adults only, but yeah. it's really good. The, the storyline is compelling as you know, and he just, and Jeremy Renner is just a great actor too. It's another thing we talked about with, with earlier with Steven Yeun. I think, um, Jeremy Renner is just, I mean, he's an Oscar nominated actor. So he's, He's fantastic, and he carries the show. Uh, yeah, easily. yeah. That's that's also uh, the, the first thing I ever saw Jeremy Renner in was uh, Hurt Locker. Mm -hmm. So, and I think that's where he won his he won um, Oscar for Best Actor, didn't he? Uh, nominated. I don't think he won. Oh, okay. he was not, I think he lost. That's right. Day he was that year. Was yeah, that was, Lincoln the year of Lincoln or no? Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. I think so. Which yeah. No one, no one beats Daniel Day Lewis. That's fine. Yeah, I remember. But at least Catherine Bigelow won the won the won the Oscar for Hurt Locker, beating out James Cameron's yep. Avatar. Yeah. Yep. Like I, I really, yep. I really would have. I really wish last year we would have had another Catherine Bigelow movie, just so that we could have had her win an Oscar over her husband, yeah. her husband again. But that's right. You know, here or there, but I will give it a check out. Uh, and then last but not least. Poker face. This is, this was surprising to me, actually. Uh, I love this show. If you go to Rotten Tomatoes right now, and I know we don't take that stuff seriously. It is, I think, 99%. Um, great hmm. show. Uh, main actress. Let me look up the name. I know it from American Pie fame. Um, I'm like watching this, and I'm, of course I have to look up. Her name is uh, Natasha Leone. Sorry. Apologies. That's all my mm -hmm. fault. Um, but I will say, like, so... If you are a fan of it's got like kind of like a retro feel to it where there is a continuing storyline, but every it's like a modern day murder. She wrote every um, episode is its own thing. And there's also incredible cameos. Um, yeah, I'm, looking at the, I'm looking at the cast list on this thing. And they all appear in, in one. Ellen Barkin was in one of the most recent ones. They all appear in like one episode and then they're there's gone. like Ron Perlman. Yeah, um, John Rassenberger, Nick Nolte, Adrian oh, Brody. The last one. Yeah. Crazy. Um, and so essentially she can read. She basically is a human lie detector. And so you can't 
you can't lie to her. And she and they don't really go in to explain what it is, but she's just like, so I've had it since I was born and, you know, whatever. And um, she's on the run for something that happened at, that involved her, her certain skill set. So she literally is traveling across the country solving all these murders and so there's basically like a murder each episode it's like i said like it's a modern day murder she wrote and it's it's really funny and and, and witty and and uh it's it's always good the, the the writing is excellent on it i need to look up who who does the writing because that's something i probably should have done but um it, it's just always they have this style that is is kind of like tarantino-esque they start with the murder first and then they kind of show you how she's involved and she's always involved. You don't see her during the murder, the beginning, the first like five, 10 minutes. You don't see her in like the setting. So say she's working at, she did work at like an old folks home. Um, so you see the murder and then you find out like how she got there, where she is. Like usually she's working at like random places across the country just to survive. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's really hard to explain, but it's a really good show. And I, highly recommend it um oh. it is just super interesting and yeah it's created by rian johnson yeah so it is it's really good it's different um highly 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 recommend it i think a lot of people that's gonna be one that i can i can say out of all these like i think mayor of kingstown might be a little polarizing in the sense that it is violent and gory and it's it's jerry renner like it's like hawkeye unleashed um and shrinking is could also be really funny for some people or boring for others. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's got a lot of heart to it. Poker face. I think a lot of people are going to watch and be like, oh, this is great. I love this. So it's it's and there's a reason why it's rated so high. So I highly, highly recommend people to check this out. Well, that's really cool. I, I, I think I'm actually more intrigued with poker face uh, than the mayor of Kingstown. So I will have to I will definitely be checking that out. So we did it. We did it in less than Our two pen? hours. <laughs> so do we want to talk about anything else? No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, but uh, for those of you who are on here, thank you. This was very impromptu. We we were like discussing this and talking about this. And we were like, you know, let's just go ahead and pull the trigger and do it. Um, thank you for those who've been watching. Um, we, yeah, we did it. You know, we'll have less to talk about next week, which I, I doubt we'll, we'll have lots to talk about. Um, but with that said, Michael, thank you so much for joining um, and for being on. Um, any last, any last parting words, anything you want to say before you shut up? Uh, I'm going to say, we're going to, we're going to keep doing this. I think this is great. I think yeah. this is what we want to do. Splinter this off. And I think, uh, I, I love this. And so hopefully other people did as well. And we don't get a lot of hate mail, but cool. Absolutely. And thank you, Derek. I appreciate that, that as well. Uh, absolutely. And just remember, please, please remember, uh, we, we could not do this without the sponsorship of, the nerd initiative merch store. Um, <laughs> I was like, wait, we have a sponsor. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> like, oh, I wasn't aware of this. If you're thirsty, if you're cold, there is stuff to put on and there's stuff to use to drink. Um, we would love to have you check that out. Um, don't they don't necessarily say you have to buy anything, but um, that would be greatly appreciated. Um, and then remember, we will be back next week. Uh, nine. We, we're, we're, we're considering changing the timing for the Phantoms episode, but right now it's still tentatively nine o'clock. Um, 9 p.m. Eastern time, 6 p.m. Pacific standard time. I just stop and do the, the math there real quick. Um, but we'll, mountain time. Absolutely. And, um, if you didn't, if you didn't see the comic press podcast that aired last night, it was a great episode, um, record number of viewers, and it is available on our YouTube channel. 
Um, be sure to like and subscribe and turn on notifications so you'll be notified when these things happen if we decide to create another impromptu show. Um, also, make sure you check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and our Nerd Initiative uh, TikTok channel. That way you can know what's going on because a lot is going on. Nerd Initiative is on the move. Um, MySpace, with- Friendster. Those, those are, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think we're also trying to revive uh, Vine right now, I believe. Um, with Ooh. the way TikTok is going, we might as well try to. Um, but, but yeah, thank you guys so much for being on. Have a wonderful evening, and we will catch you next time.